us as a family for the next few weeks, and hopefully that's that way every Sunday, we just get together and worship the Lord together. And that's been something that's been on my heart, and it's been something we've been talking about in staff meeting, just to raise Jesus up and just to come and, and worship together. Not anything else, but just to worship together and let God speak to us. And so for the next four weeks, uh, we're going to be in this book together. And I'd like for my, our ushers to come uh, now, and each of you get a, a big stack of these. And I'd like for one person, just raise your hand, one person from each household. We don't have enough for everybody to have one, but we bought enough for each family to have one. So just have one person from your family to raise your hand. And uh, we're going to see that you get these. And this, it starts today. Today, the first reading in Advent, this is the first Sunday in Advent. And so you will start today. And the first week is he is coming. The second week is he is Lord. The third week is he is light. The fourth week is she is chosen. And then on Christmas Eve will be he is here. And uh, you will start on, on the first reading and there's a weekly prayer there and there's a weekly challenge. And then it starts with day one, come to the table. And that's you, you just start reading today. And if you have kids or if you have kids in your home, I would encourage you, I would really encourage you during this time, it's so easy just to get going and you've got ball games and you've got things to go to and school things to go to and you've got all kinds of stuff. I want to encourage you as a family, to, the, the readings are not long, they do not take long, there's some scripture reading that goes with it, but I would encourage you to sit down with your family and make time during this season. I don't know about you, but there have been some Christmases in my life when we got done and I was like, what was that? We worked and we went and we did things and we got ready for things and we did church programs and we got done and it just kind of had a big sigh and said, I don't think that worked out the way that I wanted it to. A few years ago at Easter, Cindy and I, we got done with the Easter season and we were like, that just didn't seem like it accomplished what we wanted it to. And so we began uh, having Holy Week services. And so for the whole week before Easter, we just set aside that whole week to concentrate on what God wanted us to do. And so this season, during the Christmas season, uh, we wanted to this year to be a little more intentional and just say for the next four weeks. And I'd love for you as a mom and dad to sit down with your kids and say, okay, for the next four weeks, we're going to invite Jesus to come and speak and see what Christmas really, what God wants, really wants to accomplish during Christmas. And so we want to encourage you to be part of this. Begin reading. If you, uh, if you, have, your, if you have your books on page 13, if you're in a small group tonight, these are the questions that I want you to do. Page 13. These aren't questions that you have to study or anything like that. It's just like uh, conversation questions. What do you do for, what's things that you've prepared for? And how do you prepare for Christmas and things like that? And it's just questions that we want you to go through and want you to come and be part of that. All right. If you would uh, stand this morning, we're going to begin in God's word today. And we're going to be in Mark chapter 13. And we're going to begin with verse 32. We're reading these five verses here. 
And let's read together and prepare our hearts for the word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that came from your mouth. I rejoice in following your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your ways. I delight in your decrees. I will not neglect your word. We're going to begin reading with verse 32. No one knows about the day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with his assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch watch. Last week we talked about not only are we celebrating that Jesus has come, but we need to celebrate and be happy that Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming again. And we want to, during this time, be ones who watch for that. So let's pray. Father, we love you. And we ask that you just this morning prepare our hearts to know that you are coming. Help us to be people who are excited about that, who are watching and waiting and people who are ready for you to come at any time. Father, prepare our hearts to be ready for you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. How do you react when someone says, hey, I'm going to be over to your house in just a few minutes? I don't know about you, but sometimes, sometimes that's okay. That'd be all right. And sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, I'm not ready. And I would tell you that, uh, like I was trying to think about it in, in a context of my own house and my own family. And I tried to think about if someone told my daughter, Lacey, she lives down in Little Rock. If someone, if Cindy called her and said, tomorrow, I'm going to be at your house. I'm going to be at your house tomorrow. And I think that my granddaughter's reaction would probably be a little bit different than what Lacey's reaction would be. I think Lacey's reaction would be, Oh my goodness, I've got to get the house cleaned up. I've got to get things picked up. I've got to get some food in the refrigerator. I've got to get some things like that. And think about that when you, when you prepare for people to come to your house for Christmas or things like that, there are preparations that need to be made. And sometimes when we say, I'm getting ready, this is going to happen. Sometimes we're prepared. And sometimes we would say, I'm not ready. Uh, this week when I was having the, we had the boys in disciple group and I've been talking a little bit about these things and I asked the boys on Tuesday, I said, what do you do in your house to prepare for Christmas? And I'm going to tell you, they gave some pretty good answers. I thought, I thought they would just say, I don't do nothing. I just sit there and wait for to open the presents. But they said, no, we get, we get ready in our house. We go get a tree. Uh, we hang up our stockings. We bake. My mom bakes things. We put lights on the house. You have to buy presents. You have to wrap the presents. There's meals there. There's practices that we go to. We have things that we're doing like that. You have to build a float if you're part of the church. There's things that you have to do. There's all these things. Uh, for the kids program, there's things that you have to do to get ready. Even going to church is part of the things that you do prepare. And we make lots of preparations for Christmas. And then I asked them, I said, what are you doing in your own life to prepare? I said, what do you do in your family? And what do you do in your life to prepare to hear from Jesus? And it got really, really quiet. 
And the little boy said, we probably don't do enough. I said, are you preparing more for Christmas celebration than you are for what Jesus would say in your life? And those little kids are dead honest. And they said, we are. I wasn't getting on to him or anything like that, but I would have to say probably if I ask you the same question this morning, you'd probably give the same answers your little boys did. We're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing and we're doing and we're doing. Are you preparing to hear what Jesus has to say? Mm, probably not as much as I should. Probably not as much as I should. And so as we think about that this morning, I want us to realize that sometimes we get really good at preparing for the celebration, but we're not very good at preparing to hear from God. And I think that we really, and here's the deal, I think that every one of them little boys want to hear from God. And I think if we were really honest, probably everybody in here or most everybody in here wants to hear from God. If I ask you, do you want to hear from God? You would say, yes, I want to hear from God. We want to hear what God would have to say to us, but sometimes we're so busy, we can't hear him. In day five, I really want you to take note and and read day five of this coming week. There's some great quotes in there. And the writer of that is a lady and she says, I long to have less and less of worldly things and I want more and more of Jesus. She says, I long for this. This is what I long for. I want less of the world and I want more of Jesus. And then this is the quote. Until I see another family doing this thing or that thing, Jesus and the way of Jesus are what I want until I feel like I have to keep up for my life to measure up. Have you ever felt that way? I want Jesus. I want what Jesus wants. And then I I see what other people are doing and and the things that they're doing and the things that their family are doing. Our family's off doing this or that. And somehow you feel like, well, if I'm not doing that, then something's wrong with me. I don't quite measure up. And so I have to do these activities. I have to take my kids here. I have to make sure that my kids aren't being left out or or our family. We want to celebrate Christmas better than anyone else. And we want to make sure that everybody knows it. At some time in the culture that we live in, it became a contest about who could worship the most or who could celebrate better. I don't know, but I'm going to tell you, I don't believe that Advent and Christmas is a contest. And if you, if you get on social media, you'll start saying, you'll start watching and I decorated my house better and I decorated my tree. And you look at your tree and you're like, well, my tree ain't that great. And I better do something here. And then my house doesn't have as many lights as, I don't know, just Ken Whitaker, you know. But you know what? It's not a contest. Ken's not in a contest with anybody. He just likes to decorate his house. I just wish I had a house. You know, I mean, this Wednesday and Thursday, I'm going to be sure I wish I had a house when I'm freezing to death. But anyway, it's not a contest. But in the culture we live in, we we look at others and we look at what they're doing and we look at and we say, oh, well, maybe I need to do something else. Maybe I need to. And it becomes, I'm going to tell you this something, folks, this morning. Worship and Christianity and what we do here in the church and what we do here in our homes, we are not in a contest with anybody else. It is a personal relationship. 
God has called us to this personal relationship. And all he wants is for us to be in this relationship with him. But this season sometimes has especially makes it makes us want to uh, uh, be somehow, we think that if we're not doing what everybody else is doing, we're missing out. There was another quote that I read this week. It says, I want to imitate the love of Jesus and surrender to his love. But then I just don't. And I think if I ask each one of you, if me and you was just in a room together and I said, do you want to imitate Jesus? You'd say, yeah. And if I said, are you? You'd say, probably not as much as I should. Let's just be honest this morning. That's the way we are. But I would love for us this season to prepare your hearts to where at the end of this, you could say, I loved Jesus and I did better than I ever did before. I got into his word and I listened to him and I prayed. And, and during this season, I did better than I ever did before. And that's the way we are, though, sometimes. We want Christmas to be about what it needs to be about. But somehow in the end, it ends up being a contest about who's celebrating Christmas the best. And each year we pray, Lord, help me to do better next year. I have one more quote. I'm not really a quoter, but this was really good. He says, I think of the many Christmases past when my heart wanted Jesus, but my habits wanted stuff. Think about that. My heart wants Jesus, but the way that I live and the culture I live in wants stuff. How about this Christmas? Let's want Jesus more than we want anything else. And so I, and, uh, I started thinking about this. By the time we get done with all the things that we do, our celebrations look more and more like the world than they do like Jesus. And we need to be more about being ready for Jesus than about being ready for Christmas. If I ask you how many of you are getting ready for Christmas, probably every woman in here would say, I'm working on it. I'm really getting, and every man would say, uh, I, I still got however many more days till the end, you know. I'm already done. I'm already done. I've already got my gift. I have to buy one every year. She has to buy everybody else's. And so last night we were in the car and she said, I'm going to have to go through this car. And she's, there's presents. I looked in the back seat of my truck the other day and I said, what is this? Oh, it's something I bought for somebody. You know, their stuff shows up on my doorstep. I have no idea who it's from and what it's for. And I just go and I literally have a stack of boxes in my shop that I have no idea what is. And she's over there. She's getting ready for Christmas. She's getting ready. And this is what we do we get ready but are we getting ready to hear what God wants to say and we need to have an attitude of come Lord Jesus come and here in this scripture it says watch and when you watch when you're actually watching it's hard to do anything else when you're watching for Jesus to come it's hard to be watching for everything else but he says that he could come at any time and Jesus wants to not just we're not I'm not just talking about Jesus coming his second coming but we need to be watching and be wanting Jesus to come into every situation into our life don't you love it on those days when you're just going along and all of a sudden Jesus steps into whatever you're doing you're in the middle of something and you, and you can't find something and all of a sudden you find it and you're like, thank you, Jesus, for showing up and helping me do this thing. 
or you're, or you're in the midst of your school or something like that. And all of a sudden God speaks or, or God brings someone into a situation. You get an opportunity to speak. That's also how Jesus comes. And our, and our prayer needs to not only be, and our heart needs to not only be, God, thank you for coming. Thank you that you're going to come whenever that is in the future. But God, come today. Come today. I don't know if you were here this morning during worship, but Jesus came during worship this morning. We were in prayer before church this morning and Jesus was here. Jesus seeks to come. Jesus seeks to come in your workplace when you're speaking to someone. He seeks to come in your school when you're uh, having uh, relations with the people beside you. He seeks to come and speak and he seeks to come and do work. And our prayer needs to be, come Lord Jesus, every day come and be part of what is going on in my life. We need to watch and be ready for Jesus all the time. And during this time of the year, there's lots of really good examples. How many of you shop online? Does anybody shop online? I love to shop online. I don't like to go to the store at all. And I don't, I don't really shop that much online, but I, I buy a few things online. And for my 50th birthday back in the summer, my wife, she asked me, she said, I want to get you something really special, something really nice for your 50th birthday. And I said, I want, I've never had one. I said, I want an AR-15. That's what I want. And she said, she said, well, I'm going to pick you out one. I said, nope, I don't want you to pick me out one. I said, you give me the cashola and I'm going to build the thing the way I want it. And so I ordered, I got with some people that had had built these things before and, and I started ordering parts and pieces and things like that. And I started, and you know, as soon as you order something, it shows up on the email thing and it says, your order has been processed. And then you're like, yeah. And then you'll wait a couple of days and your order has been shipped. And when that thing gets shipped, what happens? I don't know about you guys, but I start watching and I start clicking on this and you can, if you, if you, you can track that sucker and then it goes to Nebraska and then it goes to St. Louis and I and I had I had one piece left of my AR the the upper the upper I was waiting on the upper and that thing got stuck in St. Louis and then blasted people would not bring that thing to me it just sat up there and every day I'd click on the old email your product is in St. Louis waiting for who knows who. I don't know who they were waiting for, but they waited and waited and waited. And I mean, I was, I was watching for that. And maybe there's something at your house that, that you got. And if you, and if you, you know, if, 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 if I don't, but to me, I was a better watcher for that AR than sometimes I am for Jesus. I'm being honest this morning. I know none of you have that problem. But sometimes for the things we really want, we're good waiters and watchers, aren't we? And we want to be that. We, we want things and we start looking. And, I, and, I, and as I was going through this and thinking about this and thinking about how I would update and think like that, I was, I was, I was just with heartfelt honesty. I said, God, I want you to help me to wait and watch with the same enthusiasm as I wait and watch for material things in my life 
As I wait and watch for the things that I want to come in, I pray that. And so it says watch. It says watch in the evening. Watch at midnight. Watch at dawn. Don't be sleeping. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about all the situations that this time covers. And it says during the evening. At the end of your day, before you go to bed, you need to be watching and get your mindset before you go to sleep. God, what did you, what did you try to teach me today? God, is there anything between you and me before I go to sleep? Is there something that I need to do? Is there something I said today or anything like that? Before It says be watching in the evening. And then it says at night, I don't know about you. Does anybody wake up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason? I do that a lot for no reason whatsoever. I just wake up. And you know what I think that is lots of times, and I don't know if we're, if we're paying attention or not, but I think God's waking us up because there's no other thing going. You can't do anything else. Everybody's asleep. And I have learned that when I wake up in the middle of the night, I just assume that I'm supposed to be praying for someone. And I'm just telling you what I do. I, I start over on this side, and I just start thinking of who sits here and who sits here and who sits here. And I go all the way across the sanctuary. And I think about who's sitting here. And, and I, as your faces come to me, because I know where you sit. As your faces come to me, I just start praying. And I will pray that till I fall back asleep. And I think in the middle of the night when God wakes you up, you need to be praying. You need to be praying. And God says, in the middle of the night, when you wake up, pray and watch. When you go, and then in the morning, when you wake up, the first thing you should do, the first thing that should come to your mind and your heart is, God, what do you want to say to me today? Thank you for letting me sleep last night. Thank you for everything you gave me today. God, what do you want to do in my life today? This is how we need to be watching. And this is how, what God has for us. And, and so I want you to say, say, how does that look? What does that look like? And so I want you to go to Matthew 18 today. And during this time of the year, we have a perfect example of this, of how can we watch? If you go to Matthew 18, one through five, it says at that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me. He says, if you want to be what you need to be, you got to be like a little kid. You've got to think like a little kid. And I want you to, how does a little kid wait for Christmas? How does a little kid wait? How do they wait for anything? And I want us to go back now to the first thing I talked to us about. Lynn's Lacey, nanny is going to come and visit you. Lacey's first reaction is, oh my goodness, I'm not ready. My little granddaughter's first reaction is, nanny's coming. They are not worried about getting their room ready. They're not worried about getting lunch ready. They're not worried about anything. What are they worried about? Nanny's coming. They don't have to get ready. They are 100% anytime during the day, drop of the hat, nanny ready. They're nanny ready. You say, Pappy's coming. They go, is he bringing nanny with her? 
<laughs> you know, that's all they care about. They don't care about Pappy. They care about, they're nanny ready all the time. If you ask a little kid, are you ready for Christmas? They'd say, right now, bring it. I'm ready. We don't have a tree up. I don't care. Bring it. I'm ready for Christmas. Kids are ready all the time. You ask their parents, are you ready for Christmas? Well, no, we got to get this and this and this. You go to a little kid and say, Christmas is three weeks early this year. Are you ready? Yes. And they'll sit down in the floor and say, bring it. That's the way they are. And as I was looking at the scripture and I was thinking about how should we wait for Christmas? We should be like little kids. Jesus is coming. Bring it. Now, I'm ready. You haven't combed your hair or taken a bath or anything. I don't care. I'm ready. I want to see him right now. You're at school. You've got school till 3.30. I don't care. Bring him in the middle of school. I want to hear him right now. You're at work and I don't get off till 5 o'clock. Who cares? Bring Jesus now. I'm ready. I want to hear him now. And I think that we need a little more of that in our lives. We need a little more. And I know, here's the deal. I had kids. They're all grown now. They're just a little better about it than they used to be. But when they were home, I mean, they was, you had to, they were wanting to snoop all the time. And they were, I mean, they were, they were all about, you know. And if you'd have said 10 days before Christmas, we're opening all, we're going to have Christmas today. They would have said, yes, I'm ready. That's how we need to be for Jesus. That's what we need. That's the kind of enthusiasm. That's the kind of uh, spirit that we need. And Jesus says in Matthew 18 that we've got to become that way. We, can't, we, are, we are to be ready all the time. We don't have to get ready. We are to be ready. And so this morning, I want to just say three things before we, before we go to prayer. We need to live that way. When we say, come, Lord Jesus, come, we need to live that way. We need to be watching in the morning, watching in the night, watching in the evening. While we're working, we need to have that enthusiasm. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Help me to see you in my daily work, in my school. Come, Lord Jesus, come. That needs to be the prayer of your life today. The second thing is, is sometimes maybe there's a situation in your life. Maybe there's something going on in your life. And I don't know where you are today, but, but some of you are in some hard spots. And, and if I said, what do you need today? And you say, I need Jesus to come into this situation right now. I've got, I'm, I'm facing something in my life or there's something going on in my family or there's something going on with my kids or there's something at school or, or whatever it is. Maybe there's a situation in your life where you're just saying, come, Lord Jesus, come. Come in the middle of this. I need you right now. And some of you are, are, are there today. Come, Lord Jesus, come. We need to be expecting him to come. And, and I'm dealing with things that I can't handle. Come, Lord Jesus, can't come. And we need to live this expectingly. I want us to prepare for prayer. I'm going to have Lance and the praise team come. I asked them this morning if they would sing that song that we've already sang. We sang it once. Come Lord Jesus, come.
And we're going to sing that song. And I want you to stand this morning as we get ready for this. And there's kind of three responses this morning. I want to ask you a question. If Jesus came right now, would you be ready? If Jesus came right now, if Jesus said, I'm coming right now, would your heart be ready for that? If your answer is no, you can get ready right now. If there's unconfessed sin in your life or if you don't know who Jesus is, if you, if you don't know him as your personal savior, if there's sin between you and him and, and, and you need to get right with him this morning, you can, come, you can come to the altar and confess and immediately you can be brought back into a right relationship with him to where if that question was asked to you and they said, Jesus is coming right now, are you ready? You could say, come on. You need to make yourself to where you're to that spot like the little kid. Bring him right now. Let's go. Let's go to heaven. Let's go. And if you're not there right now, you know that. If I said Jesus is coming right now and you... You need to pray this morning. And then the second response is, Lord, you challenged me to maybe take my relationship a little more seriously maybe this morning you said you know i'm probably more ready for christmas than i i probably spent more time getting ready for christmas than i have spending time listening to what jesus would want to say and this morning maybe the lord's just put a little bit of conviction on your heart that you and you would say you know pastor i do not wait and i do not uh, look for christ like i should and this morning the lord has just convicted me of that and i just want to pray this morning and just ask him to help me to be a better waiter help me to meet to 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 wait with more enthusiasm than i have before or maybe you're that last person that i talked about and you're real honest this morning you say pastor i just have some stuff going on in my life i got dealings with work or family or marriage or business or what school who knows and pastor i just need god to come and i just want to pray one more time come lord jesus come i'm hurting this morning pastor and i just i just want to pray come lord jesus come if that's any of you this morning the altars are going to be open we're going to sing this song together. And as, you, as we sing, if the Lord has spoke to your heart this morning, I don't care what he has spoken to you. But if you think you need to pray this morning, you need to come and pray. And just say to him, whatever. See, the answer is always the same. I don't know you. Come. I want to know you better. Come. My life's a mess. Come. Lord Jesus, Come. The answer is always the same. If that's your prayer this morning, the altars are open. If you'd like to pray and just say, come, Lord Jesus, come. And come and pray as we sing.